What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you're truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we playfully explore topics from money to magic, healing to wholeness, creation, relationship, business, and more. There's no place we won't go. Nothing too wacky or weird in the quest to live as grand a life as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stopper are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Partnered in love and in business, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Love, Life, and All Things Weird with your hosts, <laughs> Megan and Suzanne. <laughs> Good Morgan to you all. Or Morgan. 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 <laughs> well, hi everybody. I'm back from my hiatus. Mm-hmm. I, actually, I really did miss the show. I really did. Which was kind of surprising. Yeah. It, I kind really? of because you were like thinking it. you needed a break, and then you were like, "Oh, I'm sad. I'm not on the show." Yeah, especially last week because I was, like, listening in for some part of it, right? And I was like, you know, because, like, when when there's a special guest, it's kind of hard to have two hosts and a special guest. Like, then everybody's, like, talking all over each other, right? So it was a good time Mm -hmm. to kind of, like, take a little breaky break. Um, But, you know, I was, like, listening in. I'm like, oh, that's my show. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, if you guys haven't listened to last week's show... Um, it was pretty epic with Catherine McIntosh. Catherine McIntosh um, in the house. It was so good. I mean, there mm-hmm. was all these, you do really good one-liners, right? Like, like this universal, universal wisdom that comes through you. But she mm-hmm. was doing that all day long. Like, I was like, I know. whoa, rewind the tape. Mm-hmm. Let me listen to that again. <laughs> I got to think about that for like, it made my brain hurt because I had to think so hard. Mm-hmm. It was good though. It was good. So yeah, go back to that one. Um, but I'm super excited. This, you guys, I have to tell you that this is my topic today. Mm-hmm. Um, tell the people why. Yeah, it's called being you with your family. So um, I have a very big family. People, I have eight brothers and sisters, um, and so there's there has been. Much, much, much opportunity for me to uh, deal with family dynamics um, throughout my adulthood. Um, And I think it's really interesting, this concept of being you with your family, because what I would say is as small children, we we start with, um, we kind of fall into these roles that we play in our family. Um, And then as you go into adulthood and you go, you change and you transform, you go back to family, uh, like parties or events. Like we were just talking at coffee and Megan was saying, your family has so many family events. It's crazy. (laughs) 
<laughs> and so, you know, there's a lot of opportunity for me to go back into my family dynamics and and really I notice that I'll fall back into those patterns, you know. Um, so, I, you know, we're going to do a lot of really cool stuff and a lot of cool processes today around helping you step out of the old roles that you're playing with your family so that there's less drama and more ease and fun. Mm-hmm. But most, I don't, would our listeners really want that? Or do they like, do they like struggle and burden? <laughs> they just want to continue to be drama, drama with their family. I'm sure yeah. of it. <laughs> well, but, and I, I say that kind of in jest, but not really, because for most people, our family systems are where we learned how to live in limitation, right? So like in Access, they have an acronym for family. Uh, and the first word I can't say on the radio, I'll just say F. <laughs> yeah. This is so funny because I've thrown out the F word so much, but we've, <laughs> we've gotten, our radio show has gotten in a little trouble for being just a little bit too on the edge of that. <laughs> so F and mainly limited in, mainly interested in limiting you. And yeah. it's not that the family system sets out like, you know, two people get together and they go, wow. How can we create a scenario where people become the most limited they possibly can? It's not that people like <laughs> set out to do family that way. It just family is tends to be where traditions are kept and it tends to be about keeping everything the same. So if you're a change change agent, you're a humanoid, if you're like somebody who is always wanting change, every time you come into your family system, you are gonna kind of upset the uh the status quo quo because they're trying to essentially what I call particleize or solidify something when you're trying to basically free up all solidification. So guess what? Like every time you go into that system, you're rattling the cage, but they're also you all we all have what I call loyalties, consciously and unconscious loyalties. So, you know, when we're growing up, right, it's like, okay, that's where the food's coming from. And it seems mm -hmm. to be that there's a rule called um, we're all poor and, and we don't have anything. So I'll play that game because that's where the food's coming from. Or we'll play the game called um, uh, like uh, and it's okay to hurt me. Or we'll play the all of the all of the things that are happening in the family system. We feel like in order to be in the family that we have to be loyal to those things. And so for a lot of people, the 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 things that we've never been able to rise above or transcend, oftentimes we can source it in a family limitation that we're unwilling to go beyond because we're still being unconsciously loyal to the family mm -hmm. system. Well, and what I would say is that those roles that we're playing out in our family, uh, then we actually start to play those out in our relationships too. You know, like um, what? You know, no. Has I mean, that I'm sure. I'm sure I'm the only one that's ever done that. <laughs> I think you, I think you should tell the people what you've done. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's mm -hmm. not. That would take a long, long time. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, but then we play them out in our relationships too. Those same roles. So, like when I, as a child, I grew up really, really quick, really quickly because of what was the environment, the abuse, and the, I mean, just the intensity of the of my 
environment as a child. I grew up really, really fast. By the time I was 10 or 11, I was taking on the responsibility of being like the second mother of the house or really kind of a lot of times I felt like I was the only mother in the house. Um, and so, you know, I w became the doer. I became the one that was always, you know, trying to get my younger siblings to do their work, to not piss off mom and dad, um, you know, to, um, to, I would cook the meals. I was, you know, I was, I had so much responsibility at such a young age. Um, and so I was so, I was overly responsible and, um, overly doing. And it's really interesting because, of course, that's the, the same thing that I've played out in my relationship with Megan, where it's like I take on more and more responsibility, more and more try to, like, kind of create worth around what I did, you know, all the tasks that I did, all the, the responsibilities that I would take on, um, and then feel resentful about it, you know. So um, part of my you know, part of our uncoupling of the last four months is me letting go of a lot of those responsibilities, a lot of the doing that I was doing in our relationship that wasn't actually true for me, that was based on an old family role. So I want you, all of you listeners, to start to tune in and, like, recognize what what is the role that you took on, you know, as a child? Were, were you the, you know, were you the... the the peacemaker? Were you the rebel? Were you the mediator? Were you the second mother or the parent? You know, um, what what roles did you start playing out and are still playing out maybe in your family, but also in your immediate relationships as well? Well, the thing is, is that the roles that we took on for in our family system um, became the solidification of all of the limitations of that family system. It's held in that role, so mm. to speak. Yeah. And, um, and, and how that happens in part is like when we're born, right, into whatever, you know, family we're born into, whether we're adopted or, you know, it doesn't really matter. If you come into a foster care system, you can see, you know, an intuitive, energetic person can see very quickly, okay, look, the role of the good student is taken, right? The role, the role of the helper is taken. Ah, there's a rebel opening here, you know, or whatever it, you know, whatever it is. Or like for me, I would say that, um, and this is often really true actually, is that there's generally two roles that represent two kind of dynamics. So the first, role we'll try to take in our family systems is some kind of a hero role, some kind of a good kid role. Like mm -hmm. I want to be the A student or I want to be mommy's helper or I want to be, and it's, and it's super like, um, uh, we're trying to get like kudos. We're trying to get that attention and love. And then because that actually doesn't work long term, we'll get some kind of pats on the back for that. But ultimately mm -hmm. we cannot like, uh, sort of work our way into love and the amount of love and approval we need because it's not about us. Like if mom and dad aren't giving us what we want, it's because mom and dad are checked out. You know, it's mm -hmm. not whether we're being good or bad, but we decide that we can do that. So ultimately when the good persona falls through, we develop a backup plan, which is mm -hmm. what I would call the, uh, a villain persona or, and or a victim persona. So if being the good girl doesn't work, I might get sick, or if being the good girl doesn't work, I might start being the rebel, 
right? So we tend mm-hmm. to have a couple of different roles that we go back and forth between in order to get our our needs met. And so, and we'll look to what is not being taken. It's like, oh, this family does not yet have a scapegoat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that on and off we go, right? And then we go out into our lives, like Suzanne said, and we begin to replicate those roles in every relationship in our own families, either consciously or unconsciously, overtly or or covertly. So, um, you know, I've been posting a little bit on Facebook about this show, and it's like I feel like that to look at this piece, like look at the solidified roles we took on in our family systems and to dismantle or deconstruct that role um, is like one is a hack because all mm-hmm. so much of our limitation is wrapped up in that role. And if we can deconstruct that role and open ourselves to the, just the possibility of choosing who we are every day, um, you know, that's uh, that's just a miracle. That's what I'm saying. Well, it's just that yeah. it's just a damn miracle. Yeah, I mean, it really would. And how much would it change your whole effing life? You know what I mean? Like, like, how cool is that to be able to be any energy? You know, like, instead of aligning and agreeing with something or reacting and resisting something, you know, so... Um, so I think it's interesting because Megan, you play out, you've played out the rebel a lot in your childhood. What? Um, and, and in your twenties. No, no. I mean, nobody would know that about you looking at you now because it's It's not, it's one of those, sweetie, it's one of those covert things. It's (laughs) completely unconscious and very covert. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and interestingly enough, you know, I'm, I am actually the good girl. Like, uh, that's been my um, role. The, and so then, of course, what happens, the good girl and the rebel pair up together, you know, so that I can parent you into goodness and you can resist and react against my, um, you know, my whatever, right? Like my, <sighs> so. <laughs> but you know what? You are messing with me lately because you're <laughs> starting to do rebellious acts. And I don't quite know what to do because I'm like, wait a minute, that's my job. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. So exactly because I was so stuck in this role that wasn't actually truly me. Now, is there a good girl in me? Yeah, there is, right? But there's so much more to me than that. And so, you know, we got interlocked in that energy in our relationship. And what's been so freeing for me is like, Oh, I get to actually choose to be the rebel. I get to, you know, my kids, it's so funny, they came over yesterday and we were having this conversation that was a very unusual conversation because I was, they were talking about um, pot and like, you know, vaping and like drugs and all that stuff, right? Um, and so we were having a very different conversation where I was like, yeah, you know, I've tried pot. I don't really like it, you know, and uh, that's the conversation we're having. And um, my kids look at me and they're like, mom, you know what? You've just been upgraded to the cool mom, <laughs> to being the cool mom. You know, I mean, my kids are now like he, my son's 20 and my daughter's 16, you know, and so they're not like tiny little kids, but they're in that they're in that world, you know, of drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. And so it's really cool to have 
conversations, adult conversations with my kids who are adult, you know, and not coming from this place of like, I'm the parent, I'm the authority, and you should never, you know, blah, 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 but more like, hmm, yeah, I don't really like that. I mean, what do you think about that, you know, and so now I'm the cool mom. So I love it that I've been like upgraded to not the good mom, but the cool mom, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, (laughs) and how cool is that? Because like, I've so operated in this box called, um, you know, good and bad. Like, I want to be considered the the good one, you know? And it's so, so, so limiting. Mm-hmm. It, it's one of those things, too, is that if you, if you try to get out of your family role, one of the things that I've always said, um, like, in my classes and stuff, is that the families are the Olympics of consciousness, <laughs> you know, it's like you kind of have to prepare and practice <laughs> to be able to step into the family system in your power, in your in that creative life force energy of who you really are. Of it's because they want, in order for the family system to stay safe, quote unquote, everybody has to play their role. And if mm-hmm. you come in and you're not in that role anymore. It's kind of fruit basket upset. I see it oftentimes in relationship, right, where one person changes and the other one doesn't. And it becomes like a real, like, source of, like, conflict because, like, wait a minute, you just changed all the rules. Because part of how we've defined safety is that I can count on you to be the same day after Mm -hmm. day after day. Mm -hmm. And so when you stop being the same, it kind of creates, like, this sort of – Ah, like as much as you and I are into change and we, Mm -hmm. our relationship from day one has been about growth. Like we pushed each other to grow like nobody else, (laughs) you know. True story. That is a true story. And like for people that are in your space, you know, right now in your life, they, they, they're going to know what I'm talking about. But if you haven't seen Suzanne lately, <laughs> she is an entirely different person in this process that we've been in and called deconstruct, right? Mm-hmm. Like you keep pulling out stuff that surprises me every day. And I'm like, when did you start that? Like when you Marco Polo me with a vape, I was like, oh, <laughs> hi, who are you? <laughs> and I have to say that as much as I like I love change, there's been some things that I've that that you've changed so much that I'm just in shock. I'm like, who are you, and what have you done with Suzanne? I love it, and there's an, an actually like this initial fear that pops in because like, oh, like I don't know you now, right? Mm-hmm. And um, for you know, the record, have- for the record, I just want to say that it's no nicotine vape. I just like being a dragon, and I like blowing the smoke out like I'm a dragon <laughs> because I am a dragon, and the- so. Hold on, is this the good girl talking? Yes, don't don't want people to think I'm that bad. So, I know. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you know, oh, that is girl. what's happening in this moment. So, yes. Yeah, so, I do still have the good girl in me, um and it's rearing its head right now. Like, please don't misunderstand me. <laughs> I'm still good. I, I'm not willing to let go of that role altogether. Exactly. Which, you know, mm-hmm. I I think it's going to be really cool after we go on break because we're actually going to come back and do a process around 
um, around that persona or the roles that you've been playing in your family, maybe loosen that up a little bit, right? Hmm. So it's that's going to free up your whole life, people. Yeah. So it's yeah, going to free up your whole life. <laughs> so of course I'm going to be the guinea pig again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you will want to come back for this process because it is a very powerful process. So you're listening to Love Life and All Things Weird, and we'll be back for more. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Live your magic. Megan Salido. How long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic? To allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible. Live Your Magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind, ignite your body and activate the magic that is you. If you are ready to radically tap into your desires, generate more aliveness in your body and your life, then join us at a Live Your Magic event somewhere in the world. Go to megansalito.com and click on events to learn more today. That's M-E-G-A-N-S-I-L-L-I-T-O. This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody, to Love Life and All Things Weird. We are talking about family roles, how to be you, the true you in your family. Um, and I love it that we have our new commercial about Live Your Magic. Yay! 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 Christine put that together. Uh, the owner of Inspired Choices Network, she probably put that together in like the last 12 hours for us. Yeah, how cool is <laughs> so that? I'm so excited. It's so fun. So Live Your Magic is coming to Bozeman, Montana. That's our next Live Your Magic, right? Mm-hmm. And what day is that? August? I believe it's the 25th, 6th, 5th, and 7th. 25th, 26th, and 27th in Bozeman, Montana, Live Your Magic. So we were just... We did Salt Lake City Live Your Magic, which was crazy magic epic. And then Dallas happened, gosh, a few weeks ago, and now we're going to Bozeman, Montana at the end of August in Big Sky Country. Then Bellingham, Washington in September, September 16th, 17th, and 18th, and drum roll, I will be coming to 
plans going to Toronto the first weekend in October. Woo mm. woo! Live your magic. Come to Canada. Yeah, if you guys have not heard us talk about Live Your Magic, where have you been? Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> and why aren't you in our class? You know, like it's, I mean, it's the best. Uh, it's just epic. It's an epic event. Like people do not walk away unchanged. They can't. Ooh. Right? That's a good tagline. <laughs> <laughs> I double dog dare you to not change and live your magic. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There are forces working against your unwillingness to change. Just ask some of our people, like Rhonda and uh, Christine were there and Keisha were there, all in Dallas, right? How cool mm. was that? Yeah, mm -hmm. and there was, you know, you know, there was uh there was some epic change happening. It was so cool. Mm -hmm. Mhm, mm and fun, mm -hmm. right? We gotta have some fun. Yeah, and so then, we have a we have a link for Live Your Magic that will be posted at the bottom of the radio show if you're listening to the replay um, that gives more information about all the Live Your Magics all over the world. Because that's your mm -hmm. signature event going into next year. So how effing fun and amazing is that? Mhm. Mm How's it get better than that? You gotta mm -hmm. live your magic, yo. Yo and, yo. You know, Yo yo, and I think that's really cool. Like I for um, I just was realizing how smart I am to to have magic be my theme um, because it's like it just makes facilitating so much easier. Because like I just call on the magic to facilitate the change and what what's required, what people are asking for, and um, and I just get to be the director of that chaos, and it's just the most like. I have so much fun in that event. And in fact, we are starting a traveling troupe because everybody that comes to the event wants to keep coming to the event. And so we have this, <laughs> we have people traveling. I've, I've always kind of wanted to be a rock star. And so like the fact that people are traveling, groupies. All, I know, to all the Live Your Magics, it makes me so happy. Yeah, I, I mean, Allie, Allie in the chat room says, Live Your Magic is nothing like I have experienced before. Live Your Magic is so effing fantastical, mm -hmm. <laughs> says Awakened Goddess mm -hmm. in the chat room. Mm -hmm. We're not asking people to say this stuff. They're just saying it, people. <laughs> They're just saying it. We're yeah. just saying. All right. So let's, awesome. let's, so. Hop, back, let's hop back into our topic because I feel like, like, here's the thing, you guys. I'm going to take Suzanne through a process to deconstruct her family role. And again, to me, this is like a, the ultimate limitation hack, because if you can undo this, like there's going to be so much freedom in your whole life. I mean, like there's so many, so many of us, what um, the Hendricks used to talk about something called the upper limits, which is where it's sort of this plateau we won't go past in terms of our joy, in terms of money, in terms of like pleasure, right? We have this threshold or this sort of uh, temperature gauge where if it's like a thermostat, if we go too far above or too far under, then there's this sort of autocorrect thing that happens. And most of that gauge is set by our family system. So if we can start to unlock the roles of the family system, we can actually turn everything up, turn every part of our life up. Because, you know, for a family that was poor, for us to make money is actually to be disloyal to the family. 
for a family that sits in struggle for you to have joy is actually an affront on your family system. It's not personal that they're reacting to you the way they are. It's not. It's just that 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 energy can't sustain higher frequencies. You come in in a higher frequency, you mess all that shit up. So, um, so by looking at, and I hope as you guys are listening, whether you're listening now or in the future, that you've identified some of your roles, some of your good girl or boy roles, and some of your bad girl or boy roles, or some of your victim roles, because those are all the, those, flipping between those three roles, the, the hero, the villain, and the victim, is what keeps you in limitation in every area of your life. So pick one to play with while I guinea pig Suzanne out over here. Do you want to add anything before we go, before we go in, before we go into the process? No? Into the process. I'm getting ready for the process. The the process. (laughs) Okay. So um, this, this process that I'm going to do with Suzanne is called a persona interview. And uh, it's a process that was developed by Gay and Katie Hendricks. And it really is just an opportunity. What I'm going to do is I'm basically going to interview Suzanne's uh, family role persona that she's choosing to play with on the show today. And just to bring awareness and insight um, so that she can loosen the grip. Because if awareness is the key to change, because if you're not aware that you're playing out unconscious roles or patterns in a particular scenario, then how can you change it? So the intent of the persona in the interview is to basically loosen the grip of this role. So I would invite you guys to kind of play along with your own roles and just see what happens, see what information comes, see what awareness comes. I've actually done this um, on on clients and had the role – completely dismantle after one interview with some of us like those roles are so ingrained that it takes maybe some more clearing and we're going to give you some other tools in addition to this interview to kind of help you start unlocking these roles so you ready Mm -hmm. okay so um what so uh one of the things that we do in the persona interview is to name the persona a really fun name so that we can start to lighten the energy of it. So this role that this doer role, what would we call this persona? <laughs> oh. You really going to come on. Well, you know, I had identified this in uh, during coffee, and then you created the name Debbie Dewar. And I was like, oh, God, I don't even like that name at all. <laughs> like, it's kind of like Debbie Does Dallas, and so then it's kind of like, I don't know, I have some kind of sexual overtone or something that I'm really not loving as the good girl persona. So... <laughs> Because this is very much a good girl persona, and of course we can't have sexual innuendo as a good girl persona. So I can't, I just cannot say that she's Debbie Doer. I can't, unfortunately. So um, I'm, <laughs> I'm at a loss here, is what I'm saying. Hmm. So I, I okay. So what I what I think happened is that your good persona and your sort of covert rebellious persona got put together in that name and the good girl is not having it. <laughs> so let's just do the good girl side for right now and then maybe after the show 
I'll interview the other one. I have so many personas, people. I'm so effed up. <laughs> I need help. By multiple way, guys, multiple we, personas coming out at once that need facilitation. <laughs> we have dozens of personas. We have dozens, yeah. if not hundreds of personas, like roles that we could flip into really fast rather than being us. And, and so the persona... Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, well, Keisha in the in the chat room just said, "So you have a persona with an identity crisis," <laughs> and I really, <laughs> I really do. And now she's saying multiple persona disorientation. So Keisha is on fire with the humor right now. I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it, love it. Okay, yeah. so here we here we grow. Um, All right, so. What are we going to call it, Debbie? Do no, we, you've got yeah. okay. So, what would yeah. you like to be called? <sighs> I just, I really like the name doer. I really identify with just being a doer. Okay, cool. So, okay. what I'd like you to do is, when I say go, I would like you to sit like the doer would sit, or stand. She might not even be sitting, I, but yeah, she's got to stand up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. She's so up. for everybody Ready out there, whatever your per, for everybody <laughs> out there, whatever your persona is, allow your body to take the to sort of take the posture of that persona. Okay. Cool. And then first thing that first thought, best thought when I ask these questions. So, are you in doer? Yes, I am. Okay. Okay, cool. So, doer, would it be all right if I asked you a few questions? Yes, if you make it fast. <laughs> <laughs> this is my life with you. <laughs> oh, my God. Quickly now, quickly now. Efficiency. <laughs> is it okay if I call you doer? Yes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Just make it so fast. Doer, okay. <laughs> doer, what's the most important thing to you? Efficiency. Get it all done. Got to get it taken care of. Got to solve problems. Got to mm-hmm. do. And and doer, what is um? What are you most proud of? Ah, just like uh, the sheer breadth and width of everything that I can accomplish and do. Yeah, awesome. And is there something that you have a regret about in all of that? Hmm. Well, there's a large part of me that says no, but there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's mm-hmm. a large part of me that says no, there's no regrets, but there's a small part of me that says that I'm missing the point. Mm. Okay, cool. And Doer, when did you make your first appearance in Suzanne's life? I get to the mm-hmm. age two. Mm-hmm. And... Who did you get your style from? Hmm. Mom. Hmm. Okay, cool. And, um, Doer, what are you most afraid of? Gosh, this is weird. Um, being left behind. Yeah. Yeah. And, Doer, what is it that you most desire? What do you really, really want? I got two things, like communion and flow. 
Mm. Cool. Awesome. So go ahead and take a couple of deep breaths, Suzanne, and just kind of let that energy kind of melt off you. And just like for the for our listeners, will you share what might have surprised you about that or what insight or awareness came from this interview? Hmm. I'm just I'm super surprised at how much emotions come up for me. Uh like kind of almost like regret, like sadness, like this feeling of um missing out. Mm-hmm. So I think that like, you know, I mean, like we're playing, right? We're playing. I'm in this mm. playful and then it's just like, whoa, there's a lot here actually, you know? So, and I think it's just the, um, it's like the doing is the booby prize. Mm-hmm. Not that it's like bad or wrong because it's cool. And I value it, but it's almost like without, it's almost, it's limited. Mm-hmm. And is how much of the doer has been about actually making sure that you don't have to feel what you're missing out on? Yeah. Which is just so interesting, right? Because that's exactly how my mom was. You know what I mean? And I learned this from her. Like, she was so busy to try and actually, I mean, she had nine kids, so hello. Anybody with nine kids is crazy busy. But it's almost like there was this way that she just jumped into action all the time so that she could not have to, like, fall into despair. You know, like she was in action to try to avoid feeling overwhelmed and in despair. So how much of my doing has been a way for me to almost distract myself from being with, from being in the moment. And that's, it's really, you know, like when I get upset, I start cleaning madly, you know, like I'll <laughs> go, I will go into like massive action all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know. Like, and I, sometimes at like five in the morning, she's doing laundry. <laughs> and I'm like, uh-oh, what's up? Or you'll be doing taxes at 4 a.m. Like, I'll hear you in the computer room. I'm like, oh, crap, what's going on? <laughs> she's so cute. Right? Yeah, so how much of my doing has been a biomimetic mimicking of my mom's pathways, pains, and realities with regards to her own stuff, right? So everything... Mm-hmm. That that is, I uncreate and destroy it. Right, wrong, good, bad, right, pop, pop, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. Actually, I'd like to do some clearings for you to kind of continue this, but also that apply to everybody. Would that be all right? And then we can yeah. keep talking about it because something yeah. just came for me to do. Okay, so everybody that's listening, whenever you're listening to this, just bring up the energy of just ask for the energies of the roles of limitation that you've been playing in your family to come up? And um, what invention have you been using to invoke and perpetrate the biomimetic and biomimetric mimicry of your family's pathways, pains, roles, and realities have you been living? Mm -hmm. Everything that brings up and lets down, can we uncreate and destroy it? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyonds. 
school. So what invention have you been using to invoke and perpetrate the biomimetic and biomimetric mimicry of your family's pathways, pains, roles, and realities have you been living? Everything that brings up and lets down, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yes. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, online, boys, for <laughs> still I still am not hearing your words. <laughs> well, we need to do this a few more times then. <laughs> so um, when we come back from break, we will explain a little bit about the words that I just used so that people can have an awareness of that, but also so we can maybe go through a few more layers for people. Because I'm imagining that even though we did the persona interview and I ran that clearing a couple of times, as I said before, these roles are so solidified in our bodies, in our cells. Like a lot of how we walk and talk and mannerisms are based on these roles. So it may take just a little minute to loosen the grip. And we're going to continue after the break. Come on back here and listen to the new advertisement. Live your magic, yo, go. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Live your magic. Megan Salido. How long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic? To allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible. Live Your Magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind, ignite your body and activate the magic that is you. If you are ready to radically tap into your desires, generate more aliveness in your body and your life, then join us at a Live Your Magic event somewhere in the world. Go to megansolito.com and click on events to learn more today. That's M-E-G-A-N-S-I-L-L-I-T-O. This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stopper. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today, and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody, to Live Life and All Things Weird. We're talking about family persona, family roles, and all the shite, the biomimetic mimicry that we take on from our family. So welcome back. Mm -hmm. You want to tell the people what biomimetic mimicry is? Because that's one of the words I used that people were like, what the hell? What the hell is that? Yeah, so biomimetic and biomimetric mimicry is um, really an energetic duplication process that you go through as a small child where you don't know who you are, so you're looking out to the energies um, around you 
and saying, oh, this is how you get through this issue. Oh, this is how we do money. Oh, this is how we talk through relationships or we go through relationships. And so we actually just energetically duplicate what's around us, what our family is presenting. Um, so that can really be problematic. So then you grow up and you're still mimicking all of your parents, especially, but grandparents and, um, you know, um, and any other person of real, like, importance or significance, you know, you can do that with siblings as well. So um, you just take on that mimicry and you run it unconsciously and you have no choice and you actually are not even you. You know, you're just some hodgepodge of your uh, parents and anybody else in your family. And then you're operating based on that. So my doer persona, which, you know, um, Morris texted me and he says that he thinks my name should be the dynamic doer. And I really like that so much better. <laughs> oh, I bet you do. Morris, <laughs> you're aiding and abetting this role. <laughs> The doer is like, yes, thank you. So yes, much. I, I would am like, I am dynamic. Thank you for noticing. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, you don't really get rid of your personas. You really don't. Um, you just you you can just ease in and out of them and create more choice. You know, you can really choose what energy you want to be in any moment um, once you get out of aligning and agreeing and resisting and reacting. So it's not about like, oh, I'm a doer and that's bad. And so now I'm going to resist and react any time that I want to be a doer, right? Like that's not helpful either. So, um, yeah. So what I... What I used to tell clients is that it's like these energies are useful and they helped us survive and they helped us function. Some of us have high paying jobs based on these personas. So to just like dismantle them isn't really like what we're after. But what we want to do is we want these energies, these things you've developed to be a choice and not an unconscious program. Because, and the way that I look at it is like you want to be driving the car. And the personas are in the car and it's like, ooh, I got to get some shit done today. So I'm going to pull out the doer, right? Oh. Or like for me, when um, 22 years ago, when I first um, started getting trained in alternative um, modalities, and my first was rapid eye therapy, and everybody told me I couldn't make a living doing that, including people that were making a living in the alternative world. They're like, that's just too weird. And I was like, oh, yeah, really? And and then it, and even if you can't make a living, it's going to take seven years. And I'm like, screw that. And I did it in a year. That's the that's the benefit of the rebel energy mm -hmm. to go. Yeah, I'm not buying into that. So these mm -hmm. there's always um, an aspect of potency hidden in these personas, but. We have to get them out of the unconscious already, um, already always listening and acting in a particular way, the automatic system of it. We have to dislodge that so that who we are is running the show and I can pull that energy in when I choose, but I don't become that. And I'm not living as that. If that did I say that well? Mm -hmm. Or did I yeah, yeah, yeah. the people? No, right. I think that's good. Yeah, so yeah. all the um 
all the projections, expectations, separations, judgments, and rejections, decisions, judgments, conclusions, and computations that you have um, about what role you're playing in your family and how you should show up and what's required of you and the automatic response systems and crushed automatic response systems and uh, connection points and stability points is making all of that uh, a no-choice universe for you. Can we uncreate and destroy all that, please? Yes! Right and wrong, good and bad, upon and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Mm-hmm. Cool. So what invention are you using to invoke and perpetrate the biomimetic and biomimetric mimicry of your family's pathways, pains, and roles have you been choosing? Mm-hmm. Everything that brings up and lets down, can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, online, boys, shorts, and beyond. So the both the persona interviews, I mean that would take some time for you to learn and play with, but you can re listen to this and get you know, get the questions and and uh you know, have a playmate, you know, ask you those questions as that persona. Or, you know, the clearing that we just did. But one of the really great shortcuts that I um that we have in access is just to ask the question, Who am I being? Right? Mm-hmm. Who am I being right now? When you feel like there's something coming up that's like familiar or old, or maybe you're at a family party and you're just feeling like one of my one of my biggest clues that I'm going into an unconscious role in my family system is I'll start eating stuff, you know, like like stuff I don't even like, <laughs> and I'm not even hungry. And I'll just be at the table grazing and just putting it one bite after another in my mouth, right? And like, that's my indication that I'm going unconscious, right? Mm-hmm. In, in at a family party or whatever, I know that that role's coming up, so I can go, okay, who am I being right now? Everything that brings up unless down, I uncreate and destroy it. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pock, online, boy, shorts, and beyond. And if you're not familiar with that clearing s- statement, you could just say that thing Megan said, or you just say, I uncreate, destroy it, or pot and pocket, like you can do the short form of this clearing statement. Like for me, so much of the time, when anytime you feel stuck, anytime you don't feel light and expansive, you're in a role. Anytime Mm -hmm. you don't feel light and expansive, you're in a role. So every time you feel constriction or heaviness or anything like that, just asking the question called, who am I being? And and you may not know, it may not come to you. Uh, sometimes I ask that question, it'll be very clear. Oh, I'm being my mother right now. Okay, good. <laughs> you know, or whatever. But what we're looking, when you ask that question, you're looking to bring up the energy of the role that you're playing out. And then mm-hmm. you just want to destroy it, pot and pocket. And continue, the more we feel good, the more we feel joy, the more we get used to this new vibration, you start to be able to recognize pretty quickly when you've gone into a role. But if you're in a place while you're listening to this that you've actually just been in roles your whole life, <laughs> you know, you might just want to start and ask who, in your be- who you're being about 100 times a day, right? But mm-hmm. I, the way that I play this now is that when I feel a constriction, I'll ask myself, who am I being? Oftentimes, it's my child self, right? And I know that you do a lot of work with your inner children, right? And it's like you know mm-hmm. when you feel sad, when you feel scared, when you feel hurt. Any any experience where you don't feel okay is a child self. Mm-hmm. Totally. Well, and I, I mean, that if you want to continue on with this, it's who am I being right now and what am I being right now and why am I being right now and when am I being right now because there's all those energies that are locked in 
you know, in time in our childhood, back, back when, you know, that's being brought up in this heavy, constricted energy that you're, that you are experiencing. So, um, you know, continuing the process is to pot and pock all of that energy that comes up in, in, in those questions, asking those additional questions. So, and then you can really pop yourself out into this essence place, um, that's much more expanded. And that you have a lot more choices, right? In from that place. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're after, guys. Is we're after being at choice. And if you choose to bring on the energy of a role, it can be really powerful because these roles, also as we talked about earlier, protect some of our magic, protect some of our potency. It's actually one of the. I do it in different ways, but in the Live Your Magic program, there's a, a really I always do some process to free up the magic that's locked in some kind of a persona or wrongness that you have. Because, um, I mean, the thing is, is that almost, you know, everything, every persona or every mask or every strategy we developed was developed in part to protect ourselves and to protect some of our magic and potency. And so that's the other gift in going through these kinds of processes is it actually frees up our magic. It frees up our, our, um, our ability to create and choose and, and, and have an awesome life. Mm-hmm. Mm. Good stuff. Love it. So um, Awakened Goddess was saying, please repeat all of that. What, who, what, who, when, where, right? Those are the ones? It's who, what, when, where, why, and how. It's the same questions that the reporter asks. Mm. You know, that's the that's the reporter seven, right? So mm-hmm. it's who, what, where, when, when how, and why. Mm-hmm. So who am I being? What am I being? Where am I being? Why am I being? How am I being? <laughs> why am I being? And allow those energies to come up. Right. The other thing, the other place that I go with the who, and you can go, you can do this with all of them, but I find it's more relevant with the who, is to ask who am I not being, and almost always, if I'm in a role, who I'm not being is magic. Who am I not being is powerful. Who am I not being? But it also helps to clear the resistance to being powerful when you ask who am I not being right now. Mm-hmm. All right, people, will join us next week for a topic that is yet to be determined. <laughs> but will be so exciting and fun and awesome. So <laughs> come back for more. See you next week, everybody. Bye. All right. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Be sure to tune in for more tips and tools on how to claim your marvelous, magical life.